Welcome to another episode in our special holiday week edition of Money with Friends. Coming to you from Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihai. And I'm Bobby Rebel coming to you from New York City. It is so fun that we're ending a decade. Bobby, can you believe it's the end of the decade? You know, I haven't really been thinking about that. I think of it as New Year's, but when you said it that way, wow. I don't know. It's a decade. That sounds so epic. I don't know if I really want to process that. Let's go back to just a year. Let's let's do that. <laughs> it's too much. Well, yesterday we started a little retrospective of the year that was and some big news in early October came from Charles Schwab. And actually, even before we get to Charles Schwab in today's show, this started early in the year. I know some fintech firms like SoFi. We can even go back further, Bobby. We can go back a couple years ago to companies like Robinhood, right? Mm -hmm. Robinhood decides to go free trades. And then we have companies like- Commission-free trades. Commission-free trade. Thank you. Commission-free, not free trades, but commission-free trades. They're still making money on the trades. Then early this year, we had uh, fintech companies like SoFi offer some exchange-traded funds, which for a limited time were going to be commission-free and also have no expense inside. So we saw the race to zero heat up. And then early this summer, we reported that Fidelity had really made a shot across everybody's bow by offering some completely free exchange traded funds. You had to be on the Fidelity platform. It still came, Bobby, with a bunch of loopholes. But then the story we're going to do is when it really heated up, Charles Schwab decided to make the next big, big, big move. And then we saw the whole industry just overnight, like the dominoes all started falling right after this piece came out. We're going to play today. Right. And so Schwab did this. And then what happened is other bigger names. So it wasn't just these startup companies, but you had TD Ameritrade and E-Trade. They're all following suit. And what's interesting is these other companies started on a very different business model for companies like Schwab, eliminating these commissions was expensive. And so the next phase was, of course, consolidation. So it's interesting how this business has been evolving and, you know, as we reported, Charles Schwab bought, is buying TD Ameritrade now. And a lot of this is driven by the fact that the business models have to evolve. The economics are changing and free trading is just kind of the way it is now. The business has to find different ways and amplify different areas of its business in order to create the profits. Isn't it amazing to see, though, over the course of the just this last year, 2019, all, all the fee business really sped up. And, it, and it's strange, too, that the guy that really was driving a lot of this, Jack Bogle, passed away this year as well. Oh, that is true. And I do remember, someone can dig it out of our archives, we did do some an episode on the lessons from him, which I, was also a great episode. Yeah, that was a great episode. Uh, lost a great man there, Bobby. All right, let's dive in, though, to this episode. When it really heated up among the major brokerage firms, this piece comes to us from October 7th. This is Bobby and I from October 7th of this year. Why are so many big discount brokerage firms offering commission-free trades suddenly? And is it too good to be true? What's the catch? Plus, the results of our Money Friends poll on what you guys think about commission-free trading, and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Well, 
Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from my mom's half-finished basement outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salci. Hi. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own, and we now do it six days a week. Uh, today's show is sponsored by Tiller Money, your financial life in a spreadsheet, automatically updated every day. Only Tiller Money automatically keeps your finances up to date in spreadsheets so you can easily track everything in one place. To get not only a free 30 day trial, but also to get 20% off your first year, head to uh, stackybenjamins.com forward slash Tiller. That's T I L L E R. Well, Bobby, we've got uh, free trading on deck today. That sounds good. It does sound good, but a lot of people are suspicious because these companies are real companies and they got to pay their people. They got to pay their rent. So what's going on here? How are they going to do all that? How could there you, must be a catch. How could you possibly be suspicious when a company's offering you something for free? Come on. <laughs> Everything should be free, right? Right. Let's see who's going to kick off today's show for us. This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. Money headlines explain six days a week. That can only mean you are tuned in to Money with Friends. All right. This article comes to us from Investing. I think I just lost that. Uh, Financialplanning.com. Financialplanning.com. Thank you, Joe. Race to zero. Schwab, TD Ameritrade, drop commissions on RIA client trades. This is by Sean Aloka. In the latest sign of the feverish race to win clients by offering products of the lowest possible cost, Charles Schwab said it would cut commissions to zero on stock, ETFs, and options online trades, a move that TD Ameritrade matched just hours later. The firms said they will extend that pricing to clients of independent investment advisors that trade through their platforms. The commission-free rates will be available to clients using the firm's web and mobile channels. They won't have to open a new account, make new deposits, or maintain a minimum balance. And then we have a quote from Will Trout, senior analyst at Celent. We are seeing the playing out of a winner-take-all struggle between Fidelity, Schwab, and Vanguard. Free trading has become table stakes. Clients who are trading options will continue to pay $0.65 cents per contract, however, at both firms. The new price is slated to drop to to uh, zero from four ninety five beginning October seventh at Schwab and from six ninety five effective October third at TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade CEO Tim Hockey says the move will make his firm more competitive. He says we've been taking market share with a premium price point with a zero dollar price point and a level playing field. We're even more confident in our competitive position and the value we offer our clients. Schwab, which made the announcement first, intensified the price war with competitors as investors flock to the cheapest products. Vanguard last year announced it would offer almost 1,800 ETFs commission-free on its platform. In June, Fidelity Investments also expanded its lineup of commission-free ETFs. In May, TD Ameritrade boosted its commission-free ETF offerings to 569 funds, spanning approximately 90 Morningstar fund categories. The brokerage one of the industry's top providers of passive funds with more than 380 billion dollars in exchange traded fund assets under administration. The average ETF uh, charges $4.70 per 
$1,000 invested. But some products that track broad U.S. equity indexes now charge as little as 30 or 40 cents, according to Bloomberg. In fact, more than 97% of cash flowing into ETFs goes to those that charge 20 basis points or less. It also says uh, incumbents aren't the only ones tackling fee compression. Digital first firms are launching similar products. Uh, for example, Ally Invest launched 90 days of commission-free self-directed trading and began to offer over 500 commission-free ETFs in, in September. Uh, lots lots going on here. This is, uh, this is interesting times, Bobby, when we're all offering trades for free. When you were a financial planner, what did a trade cost? Do you remember? Well, when I first started way back in the day, time for old guy stories, it was it was like $100 to share uh, to do 100 shares and sometimes more than that depending on what level of trading people were doing. It was a full service brokerage firm, and I remember Schwab being one of the first ones to cut it, I think first to like $12 and then later on to 8 and E-Trade came into the market and uh, TD Ameritrade uh, of course, came into the market and discount trading was on. And I think at that point, the firm I was with cut first to around 50 and then to like 25. And then later on was matching like 10 to $12 trades. Well, you said something interesting. You said full service. The truth is there's no need for full service. It's sort of silly at this point because technology has come a long way. So a lot of the cuts in the trading has is just a reflection of the reality that it's just not costing the companies nearly as much to do the trading. A lot of it is automated. I remember when I started doing reporting um, first behind the scenes at CNBC and then eventually on camera um, towards the end of my time doing on-camera anchoring at Reuters uh, at the New York Stock Exchange, there was a huge difference in the amount of people on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange because a lot had been done by people as technologies moved in. It's just not costing these companies as much. So that is number one, a major factor in how they're able to do this. The technology is just different yeah. to begin with. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, that's a big key. You know what this makes me think about, though? You know, Robinhood uh, was so seemed to be so innovative when they said, hey, we're not going to charge anything for trading. And when you talk about, though, full service, like when you look at some of the tools that you get at TD Ameritrade to look at look at different positions, some of the charts you get, some of the um, the the uh, analyst opinions. Uh, and Schwab has that, too. It, to be fair. No, absolutely. But but companies like Schwab and TD Ameritrade have all of these tools of which Robinhood said, we're not going to, we're not, you're not going to charge anything for trades in exchange. You don't get any of those tools. Now these companies that have far more uh, tools than Robinhood has makes me wonder what Robinhood's move is now. Like what's Robinhood going to do now that you can go through, like if I can go through right now through Schwab or TD Ameritrade and pay nothing versus going through Robinhood, I'm going through Schwab or Ameritrade. Because you're getting something for nothing in theory. But we should also talk about where these companies are making money. And a sure. lot of that, ironically, has to do with cash and robo-advising because they have robo-platforms that if you just go with the flow with the with the robo-platform, many of them will put a very large percentage in cash. And what they do is they will pay you a certain percentage, often very low, and then they will lend it out to other people at a higher percentage and they'll make money on what's in the middle, on the margin, the spread between those two percentage rates. So they are making money and that's okay because they have to make money somehow. You just have to be okay with what you're doing. You are not mandated, by the way, to have a lot of cash in your account in order to have the free commission. But 
in another part of their business, that part of their business is where they're making their money and other parts as well. And you're part of an ecosystem. And their hope is that you like them. And because of that, you then do other business with them that you won't, you will, you will give them money in some form. They can also lend out those shares that, that, that you have mm-hmm. through them. So they also make money that way. There's a ton of different ways that these companies right. still make money. Frankly, the trading fee already was so low. I don't think that that was, this isn't, this isn't difficult for them. I think they looked at it before as free money and as Vanguard has been the prime mover at driving pricing lower and lower. I mean, clearly let's talk about that for a second, not to just cut midstream, but, but I think that the war here, Vanguard is winning. Like the, so many investors now equate cheaper with better that it's it's amazing clearly vanguard's uh vanguard's mission of getting that uh story out is working for people yeah well charging for things that aren't adding value like just a transaction i think people are tired of paying that kind of money i do think it'll be interesting to see as the market goes through a very tumultuous time and people maybe you know, re-examine their allegiance to index funds, often blind allegiance, if we do move some money, more money into actively managed funds that are managed by, I would say, humans that control algorithms, because it's not really ever humans anymore, but maybe more uh, deliberately managed. Yeah, and I lost Bobby there for just a second. Uh, but, 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 but I totally agree. The more they can bring business in house. Um, I mean, this is all about accumulating assets. In fact, uh, Kevin is hanging out with us. We do the show live in front of a Facebook audience. If you want to join us, it's facebook.com forward slash iStack Benjamins. And Kevin writes, I think the commission-free offers are intended to accumulate assets and then move clients toward in-house products via their advice management services along the same lines, Bobby, of what you're talking about. Yeah, let's get to our poll. So uh, Joe, as our regular listeners know, never gets the answers in advance. But we did ask our Instagram audience at Money Friends Pod what they thought about should stock trading really be commission free? So Joe, the answers were um, 100% or not so sure. Where do you think our Money Friends came down on this question? I well, I think uh, that our listeners are smart people and they know that trading is becoming a commodity. And if Robinhood can do it, these big companies should do it. So it's going to be close to, I would say it's going to be close to 100% that they should be free. Maybe 90%, let's say. No, it was 64% that they should be free. And 36% said not so sure. So we have some skeptics. In the house. And we also got, by the way, and you have a few of these answers that I've sent you as well. Um, we also got quite a few write in answers explaining their thoughts. So we have um, from Grace, we have free is always good. So that's going along with what you had to say. Um, we have a lot of high fives from Stephen. We have Senor Hombre said they have to make their money somehow, somewhere. And uh, La Pura Vida company said, I'm for it. It's still on the individual investor to create and stick with a plan without churning. That's just a sampling. We got a ton of answers on this. I'd like to address that for a second because I'm not sure that free is a great thing, e- even though I just said that our listeners are smart and why pay for this? Well, Here's- 36% were skeptical. Yes. So there you go. 
here's here here's where free is dangerous. It encourages people to this person's point. Encourages people to trade more often. We are as creatures w- w- having an action based mentality in almost every other facet of your life is a great place to be. Action means great stuff's going to happen. Inaction usually means you're going nowhere. With investing, it usually is the opposite way. Once you get invested, staying in your spot versus moving around all the time, most of the time it's far better to do that. And I'm afraid that free is going to be bad for some investors. But if, if there's no downside, it's funny how much $8 would stand in your way from making a trade. I've had that stand in my way where I'm like, yeah, I don't want to pay round trip at 16 bucks. I got to pay eight bucks to sell, eight bucks to buy. So I got to make up that $16. I think I'm just going to stay where I'm at. And having that little speed bump was, was great for me. So in that way, free, free, not necessarily a great thing. Yeah. Um, a couple more comments. Um, I just want to say, uh, Jay Vargas, I don't know the full name. They said they will make it up in another way, usually off the backs of the people with the least money. So that's a little bit of a skepticism that you're talking about. So we're seeing that echoed in some of our comments as well. Well, and historically, um, sadly, Bobby, we've seen that in banking. And you and I have talked about that on this show before, that uh, big banks are built on the on the backs of people that can't afford tons of fees. They offer phenomenal fees to people with lots of, or phenomenal services to people with lots of money for free or near free. And then they charge people at the bottom of the pyramid a ton of cash, which, by the way, is why those people end up with loan sharks and horrible horrible uh, money experiences and they stay unbanked, um, which is a horrible place to be. And boldly going to add to that point says, when you are not paying for a product, you are the product. Nothing is free. (laughs) So there's definitely some skeptics in our many friends audience there. In this case, though, that's not the case. I don't agree with, but but you are not the product. I mean, they can do this for free. In this case, it's right. It's good to be skeptical. But in this case, that's not that's not what's going on at all. They're they're just making well, enough money I in other places. Maybe they're saying that you're the product in that now you're in their ecosystem and they can sell you other things. So it's a it's a loose, very loose connection to that. But with social media, things like that, you're definitely the product if it's free because they're they're using you to get the advertisers. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jim is hanging out with us. Uh, Jim from Wallet Hacks and says the tax filing paperwork's my speed bump. He doesn't doesn't want to do any of the tax filing. That's a guy who looks ahead right there. Of course, we know Jim very well. Jim does look ahead at that kind of stuff. I think I think most people, though, Jim, and you know this too. Most people wait until April fifteenth and go, "Oh my, I can't believe I got to look up all this stuff." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to keep your records. Got to be organized. In just a second, Bobby and I will have our final takeaways from this uh, big news. But first, I want to talk for just a second about our sponsor, Tiller, because we were on TV today, Bobby. Not you and I. You're on TV all the time. I'm not on TV nearly as often as Bobby is. But uh, I was on television with our friend Chris Mamula in uh, Detroit local TV, Fox 2 News. Hello, Channel 2. But we we were talking about this very thing that you can't know where you're going unless you track your expenses. Like people want to know why Chris was able to retire at age 41, which is what we were talking about. It starts off with tracking your expenses and knowing where you are so that then you can create a budget. And a budget then becomes incredibly freeing because you know what you have available to spend. Well, one of my favorite places, the place I use is called Tiller Money. Tiller Money uses the power of spreadsheets 
to make it so that you can track your expenses very easily because everything gets downloaded very safely into your spreadsheet directly from wherever you bank, wherever your investments are, and then you can create a budget from that. It also gives you a bunch of templates, so you don't have to be a spreadsheet expert at all to use Tiller. You can try it out for free for 30 days and also get uh, 20% off your first year at Tiller. Head to, to get that, head to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash T-I-L-L-E-R. And if you use our link, not only do you get that better offer, but you also help us keep podcasting because they send us a little thank you for sending you their way. So thanks to everybody who's done that. All right, Bobby, it's the moment of truth. It's time for our takeaway. I feel the pressure, Joe. You going to do it? You going first? I'll go first. Game on. All right. As always, know where everyone is getting paid. In this case, for the most part, they're hoping to make money in other places. So that's cool. That's fine. Um, This is a good deal for consumers. But since pretty much everyone is on board now, it won't be the deciding factor in where you put your money. One red flag, and we know our money friends know better, just like an all-you-can-eat buffet seems free after you are in, doesn't mean eating everything you possibly can is going to be good for you. More trading just because it's free would be silly. Just because you aren't paying commissions doesn't mean churning stocks won't probably cost you big time. So watch watch your trading, even though you're not paying commissions. I think that's absolutely huge advice for people. If you're Thank using you, this though. to trade more often, um, you want to look at all of the people that did just horribly at trying to be day traders. Don't I? Yeah, don't go there. Uh, my, my takeaway is, is this, and it's, it's the, I don't know when we began associating cheaper with better and definitely studies show that if the expenses on your exchange traded fund on your positions are lower, it makes it easier for you to make more money, but that does not mean it's better. It means it's cheaper and cheaper can reduce friction but cheaper does not does not at all make things better and i get very frustrated when i find people who don't understand the difference between those two things and some companies like vanguard have done a great job of equating cheaper and better but if you look in your life are the things that were least expensive the best maybe sometimes but a lot of the time if i'm asking for advice i get the advice that i paid for and if it's very cheap advice it's not very worthwhile if i'm looking for help with my diet with exercise with whatever i'm trying to improve in my life cheaper is not not necessarily doesn't always equate to better and often equates to worse. So I would be very vigilant, Bobby, about tying those two terms together just because it's free doesn't mean we have, we're going to do better with our money. I think that's true for so many things. You make an excellent point. When you buy things, you want to buy quality and sometimes you can get that quality for the best price for you, but you know, that's really just one factor in deciding everything. And and as they say in the article very well, it's table stakes. That's the price of getting in the game for these companies, but that is not the differentiator. You need to shop for what's the right fit for you regardless, not regardless of the price, but you know, now that you've got an even playing field on that, remove that factor and then find the right space for you to trade. Yeah, definitely. Kevin puts it well here. If you're comparing apples to apples, cheaper is generally better. Oh, definitely. 
Yes. Definitely. If you're looking at the same product offered by two different people, I mean, maybe there's a warranty on the back end, right? That one offers that the other one doesn't. But if there's not, like if it's two exchange traded funds trading the S&P 500, go with the one that's less expensive, uh, especially in passive investing. So f- fan, fantastic. All right. That's going to do it for today. Bobby, if people want to participate in your crazy polls for these, for these uh, awesome shows, where do we go and get in on that? Our handle on both Instagram and Twitter is at MoneyFriendsPod. And I'm sorry we can't get everybody in. The responses have been amazing. So I will stay close to those channels because I will try to post all of the responses that the ones that we give shout outs to on the on the on the show but also i'll try to get everyone in there on the uh, instagram stories channel so look for your comments there interesting tell a friend yeah interesting discussions there by the way uh it's going to be you and i again on monday but coming up next week another uh set of people making their debut on the show so we're going to have some more fun next week but for today that's going to do it on behalf of bobby rebel i'm joe saul Cihai. Go stack some Benjamins. This show is created and hosted by Joe Sal and Bobby Rebel and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Our engineer is Caden Thompson. And for a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with a real episode of Money with Friends. <laughs>